When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Welcome to Our Show. How have you all been out there? Hope you're doing well. I hope all of your hopes and dreams have come true. I hope you get the job that you want. I hope you start that company that you have been dying to start. I hope you slept with that person that you've been dreaming of sleeping with. And I hope that person is laying next to you right now. And I hope you guys are perfect harmony, in sync, and madly in love with each other. Which is a perfect segue into who our guest is on today's show. Folks, we're recapping episode four of season two, Neighbors, with a very special guest. For nearly a decade, he wrote for Conan O'Brien. Scratch that. I'm going to say he wrote with Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien could be so lucky to have known this person. Did all of that before writing on the hit series Single Parents and New Girl. Now, recently, he wrote a hilarious episode of the Sarah Borealis and Busy Phillips show Girls 5 Eva. Fantastic show. This man is one of the coolest and funniest people that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing and working with. I've always said that uh, this man is someone who has and will help me hide the body. So please welcome Berkeley Johnson to the show. Berkeley, what's up, man? It's not th- thank you. It's, it's a real treat to be here. Thank you for thank you for being here, man. We've been doing please. this show for a season, and um, 
And you are you are someone who has the inside scoop on this show because for a long time you've been a creator of this show. Uh, tell me, man, uh, what's going on with you? What's going on? We talked a little bit about your 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 writing credits and such. You know, what are you, what are you working on? What you got going on? You know, um, very little right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh... You know, just this hasn't been my favorite three years in the history of time, but it's been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, just, Bur- um, I don't know. I got to say, none of that matters because you worked on one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, yeah. No, I'm done. I'm, yeah. Why, why, <laughs> even, tr- why even try to, uh, to, to, to top uh, you running around with a ski, wanting to, wanting to hit people with it? Jesus, that I got to say, that was one of the more um, interesting things uh, about my character development. Uh, And I was always curious um, what some of those, I don't know, those discussions in the writer's room look like, because, you know, for so long coming on as a new character on a show, you have to piece certain things together and figure out storylines and you've lived with other storylines for other characters and character traits for so long, but then you have this guy who just pops up in episode two. Like what, what was that like in the writer's room? Was it hectic? Was it kind of loose? I mean, I think has, has been well, uh, well documented both in speaking form and by just watching the show, the, we had, it took us a little while to figure your character out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, through no fault of your own and entirely our own thing. And we were very sleep deprived just in general. <laughs> it was a long, a long couple of seasons, but, um, anyway, and then when we kind of just figured, I don't even know what the, what the like figuring out moment was, but then I think it really unlocked a lot of stuff and it really, like you were always great. We just weren't giving you like enough to do. I think it was, I'm sure you, I'm sure you humbly didn't feel that way. You're like, no, no, I'm just here to support, but no, you, 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 uh, you, yeah, you, I was like, uh, no, I'm dog shit. I'm dog shit. I need to figure out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I know. I said support, but I meant dog shit. Uh, you didn't have. You, I, I appreciate that, man. You're being kind. <laughs> You're definitely being kind. But um, like with this episode, I vividly remember. I mean, as vivid as again, you can remember anything when you've been sleeping eight minutes a night, like mm-hmm. on the couch in someone else's office. But uh we were beating out the story and Nick was going to be pranking Schmidt. And it was like, he's really good at, and I was pitching it out for Liz and, and she's, and I was like, Nick's really good at pranks. And, and she's like, and what's Winston and what's Winston's take on the pranks. And I had nothing. I'm like, well, he's really bad at pranks. And she like gave me like a classic Liz eye roll. Um, and yet that became, I feel like one of the most uh, through no credit to myself, just to you, one of the most like f- few through lines of like seven seasons was it like Winston's bad at pranks. Yeah. Um, and, and which was fun. it was, it was very fun. You know what? I want you to hold that thought. Well, here's what I'm going to do for the folks at home. If you're just tuning in, I'm going to give you a quick recap of this episode. Mm. And then I do want to dive right back into uh, what you're talking about, because I don't think, I don't think a lot of people know the origin of that. And you feel like people, when I just start talking about pranks in an episode from 11 years ago, you don't think people immediately know what I'm referring to, that it needs a recap? 100%. 
I don't think they do. <laughs> I agree with you. I like think it's, I think it's wise. I'll just let you yeah. uh, run this instead of just, you know, No, no, yapping. no, no. I, I love it. Please do. But I do want to jump into this recap. So neighbors, we're talking neighbors. Uh, Jess has reverted uh, to a pre-professional life. You know, she used to be a respected teacher and educator of the youth, but now she just slings casseroles during the day and watches TGIF every night. Now, Jess, unfortunately, some millennials, they move down the hall, right? They embrace Jess's regression which causes Schmidt to lose his mind a little bit. Now, why would they love the casserole over the over the successful and handsome Schmidt? Meanwhile, uh, Winston, he reconsiders his path after a test tells him that he will live to be 67 years old. He at least wants a job that means something. You know, he whips out this amazing speech and demands his own show and the title of producer. Now our man has his own 2 a.m. show, which is fantastic. It's prime time for truckers. Uh, Schmidt perceives the neighbor's rejection as an indication that he is an old person. Nick exacerbates this fear by pulling insane pranks on Schmidt. He removes a small portion of his shoes. He steals the stuffing out of his favorite chair and pretends Schmidt's hearing is gone. Jess uh, tries to warn Schmidt that the, the kids, they don't like him. and uh, But he's persistent. He's trying to gain their respect and actually begs Jess for help. Then he ignores all of her suggestions. At the party, Jess's cool, low-budget web series, Family Matters, wins over the neighbors. But when she learns that their parents still do their laundry and they're all still aimless, she comes to her senses and decides to grow up. Schmidt learns the kids don't think he's old. They just think he's an asshat, which I'm still trying to figure out what that is. But that title is perfectly acceptable for Schmidt. And that's what happened on episode 204, Neighbors. Boom. Now let's jump right back into it. Let's start from the beginning. I do want to talk about the idea of, of the writer's room and the age gap between all the folks we're, we're mm -hmm. the same age so i'm imagining folks were in their you know early mid-20s you know uh maybe early 30s writing on the show and then there were some folks you know who are a little older was was, was there ever that um argument or was there ever that discussion about millennials versus you know you and me and and, and all that bs that goes on in in society Sure. I Yeah. I mean, I was on the older side, I suppose. And I like was kind of, um, but I had spent so much of my life doing basically what the neighbors across the hall were doing. Not like, you know, hula hooping and eating artichokes, but just kind of drift, <laughs> drifting through life. And, you know, uh, just a staggering amount of my like, you know, 20s unemployed. Right. Um, so I like really, even though I'm unbelievably old and don't know what's going on in the world, in the world, <laughs> in that sense, I did, I, there is like a fundamental truth to like, oh yeah, when you're that age, you kind of just hang out. I don't remember getting into a lot of like fights about like, no, it would be this way. Cause I think once we decided like, oh, they're going to be fooled by Jess's like pretending TV show catchphrases are, are her <laughs> like sort of all realism goes out the window and it's kind of just like, well, here's what we're doing. Right. Cause I love these. I love, I, you know, I remember watching that episode and kind of going back into my own TV vault in my head going, damn Alf, mm -hmm. perfect strangers, bro. Like these shows were, uh, these shows were what we grew up on. That's, that's all that we had. You know what I mean? TGIF was our shit. So, yeah, I, I feel like, and I feel like watch if, if someone, uh, were to watch it now they would probably it would be as if we're like you know 
she's quoting like the Ed Sullivan show or like a radio yeah. show from 1920. But they're like, what are you talking to? Who like, it just feels like it must feel so like, um, archeological to, yeah. to today's. Oh, 100%. Even, yeah. the, even when you look at just the quality of it, it was, it was dog shit. It was not, yeah. it was not great, but we love it just the same. Um, it was on and we loved it. That's all it, that's all it took back then. You're like, it's, there's a box in my house and there's people on it and I get, and I get to watch it till my parents say go to bed. And that's like really all it took. So we are, um, let's, let's, let's plow through this episode for a second. (laughs) That's the best way to get through this one is plowing. No, because you know, on normally, so what happens on these, you know, we're doing these, we're doing this season a little bit different than we did the first season. First season, you know, we would just do a Q and A and just you know, talk about stuff with you from Mm -hmm. the fans. And and this one, we want you, you know, as a creator to kind of help us break down this episode a little bit. Um, And when we walk through it, who came up, we we, we just talk about, you know, some of the specific minutia and the details of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got, we start off with Jess sitting on the couch. She can't find a job. Um, And then we go into, you know, you know, the, the pranks. You were talking about this earlier. Uh, Winston is someone who, and even till this day, people walk up to me all the time and talk about fucking pranks. <laughs> but I'm watching this and I'm reminded that I, I'm not 100% sure I was the OG prank Sinatra because it was a, it was a duo. It was, it was Nick and Winston when they were kids. And Winston was actually really bad at it. Mm-hmm. But it feels like Nick is like, he's fucking fantastic at it when you watch this episode. It feels like this was um, unintentionally, it was as if we decided we could only have one prank person on this show. And this was sort of like <laughs> a like backdoor audition to like, who is more enjoyable to watch pranking? Is it Nick <laughs> taking it really seriously and being like sort of diabolically good at it? Or is it Winston... Also taking it very seriously, but being completely out. Bad at it. Yeah, completely on Mars. Um, and clearly it was the latter. You, It was so much, you know, it's way, it's almost always more fun to see someone be bad at something than good at something. I think that's sort of the, one of the basic tenets of New Girl and all television I enjoy and life really. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I found to be funny is that it, it, the, the tag on this, when Winston... And we allude to it when they're kids, when he's talking about mm-hmm. hitting his teacher with a ski. <laughs> like in the moment, I'm like watching it going like, man, that shit's funny. It's really funny. And then now, like, as I watch it again, I go, did I hit my roommate with a ski? <laughs> what, what has come of this, this crazy, yeah. craziness in this loft? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, um, <laughs> similar to like how we don't really know you know, was Tay Diggs okay? They left him unconscious yeah. in that elevator in the coming season. It's like, just assume everyone's fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's like a, it's got kind of a, uh, you know, Looney Tunes quality where fall off a cliff and with a rocket yeah. up your butt and you're fine. Oh, the yeah. next The next cartoon. Absolutely. Um, so um, we're sitting down at the table and, and um, Winston is reading with with the actuary. Is it an actuary uh, table? Uh, Yeah, an actuarial table. Actuarial table. Mm -hmm. Are those real stats? It's, you know, Winston, 
African, what is this? African American men live, they have a life expectancy of 67 years I, old. Was that a real thing? I, I having not watched the show and this episode in quite some time, and I rewatched it like, you know, to, to, so I could stumble through a few words for this podcast. <laughs> I like let out like an audible gasp where I'm like, Jesus, that's not very, like, I'm, I'm like 67 next year. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, um, I have to believe that that I don't know why we would have done that if it wasn't like true, yeah. true, at least for a certain, you know, s- slice of that demographic. But yeah, because that freaked me out. That freaked totally, me out. No, no. Yeah. Same. Back then, I think when we filmed this episode, I was 27, 28. I think I was 28, right. maybe. And so now, now uh, being a almost 40 year old man, I'm like looking at that clock. You know, mm-hmm. have these stats changed? <laughs> you right. know, what am I, what am I doing? You know, am I drinking too much coffee? Am I drinking yeah. too much in general? You know, to try to figure <laughs> this out. Um, so when we, when we move through this episode, we also, um, we realized that Schmidt, uh, actually let's go back. Let's just talk about the neighbors. That's the name of this episode. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the neighbors, um, Chaz, Fife, Sutton, and Brory. Um, I know in life, I think I know a Fife. Fife dog. Really? I don't know personally. Fife dog from, you know, Tribe Called Quest. I oh, think. sure, sure, that's sure. It. I think that's it. Chaz, I don't know, I've seen those Chaz Dean billboards all over <laughs> yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know a Sudden or a Brory. Are these personal names that you guys knew? Uh, I just, I think this was this was the episode where I... Yeah, this was a delightful job. Really loved it. There's also was a lot. You're just, we're just there a lot. And you kind of start doing things to sort of make it a little more like a game for you. And this mm-hmm. is kind of when I was like, I'm going to try to just sneak as many insane names onto this show as possible. Yeah. Um, and like sort of low level infuriate Liz. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of, I think I was sort of like easing into it with these four names. Um, also, any turds. I really started wanting to get the word any turds into episodes. And then this was the first one of those, I think. And it shows up a few times. Um, and any turds. What does that mean? No, it, like any turds, like any way. It's, you know, hilarious. The important, the important thing is in, in uh, true new girl fashion, you, your story where you're truly worried about something very serious, which is like your mortality. Yeah. And uh, and then and and how you can you know find uh, peace and joy in life and live longer is mm-hmm. like yeah 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 we're but here's <laughs> yes. we'll deal with that we'll do that in in the season so we'll cut some scenes and then you'll be there it'll be great but what's important is uh, is the names of these fuckers <laughs> no it works because it definitely plays into who these characters are uh, for sure and the idea that Schmidt wants to to be friends with them and, mm-hmm. uh, and can't be, you know? Yes. Uh, so, so he, they go over there, Jess decides to bring a casserole, um, mm-hmm. which I, which, which I think is stupid. You don't bring a casserole yeah. to somebody's party. Well, like, what do you, it works in the episode, you know? Well, I gotta say like, this is really making me sound like I put no work in on this episode which is which in some ways is true in some ways I, no one's ever worked harder on anything than we we did on these episodes mm-hmm. um not, not to like great effect frequently but um 
the name of my Wi-Fi network was the casserole shanty at home because I just thought that would be quote funny uh if like my neighbors in my building were like is there a casserole restaurant like nearby like really just so that had just been and then so that's when pretty I was, good so they that's were like well, Jess needs a job and I'm like well this seems like a shitty place to work what if she worked at this this like nautical themed casserole place that's um, a, that's pretty good that's a pretty yeah, good but, one but I agree bringing it to the party um, was, you know, but what hey. would you bring? What would you bring to a stranger's house for a party? I mean, I would just bring whiskey, which is what I yeah, always do. Or I just would not go. I think what you and Nick do, what, 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 what you and Jake do when you guys show up is about, I'd be like, oh, right. I can't. This is crazy. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, I would bring, you know. Yeah. Um, booze. A really elaborate flower arrangement. Would you, um, would you really? No, like it's like a maybe to a like funeral, a, to a funeral house party. Sure, some yeah. sort of some some sort of you know incredibly delicate pet that they would have to like take care of for years and years. <laughs> I knew a guy who did that. He dropped his dog off once and never came back. <laughs> and I would hear the stories about it all the time, like because I knew the guy, and he literally asked someone to house sit. And, and then I heard years later, you know, he never picked that dog up. <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway, I digress. That's uh, well, did, did they come learn to love the dog as their own? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fell in love with that dog. Oh, yeah, hit my train. <laughs> no, he didn't. That's, that story was entirely made up. My mom used to always tell me, um, my, my mom would come to my house and she would visit me and my house is filled with alcohol. Mm-hmm. But it's not that I drink a lot. It's just that I would have parties and people would, you know, or even just invite people, that people just come by and they would always bring something and it was mm-hmm. always alcohol. Or every time, every time you would get a gift bag, it was always alcohol. And so, and I would always bring alcohol. So my mom would be over, hey, I got to go to this thing. I've got to go stop and get a bottle of something and then, and then I'll take it mm-hmm. to someone's house. And for the longest time, my mom was concerned that I had a drinking problem. Sure. Because of all the alcohol that riddled my apartment and my house. Well, I—I I mean, I'm, I know you're in—you're—you're you're out of town right now, but I'm not seeing any alcohol behind you. In, you, may look, you may look around that corner right there. Right? Okay, in that, right, little, well. in that little dugout, I can't get my hand right. In that little corner right there, yeah, there's tons of bullet bourbon. All right, and some well, gin. You're yeah. you're ready. You're you're ready. <laughs> you're ready to go. What I, another thing I found interesting about this was that uh, as much as they hate Schmidt, they definitely spent the night mm-hmm. at, at their apartment. And I didn't realize that until they walked back in wearing the same clothes. And I, it, until now, I was like, wait, did they, did they spend the night across the hall? Or did yeah. they just party till that early in the morning? I think they were supposed to be partying, but yeah, it is a weird, because if there's one place you're the least likely to stay over, it's probably across the hall from your own apartment. Cause it's, yeah. there's like, no, the barrier to entry of getting home is, couldn't be easier. You're like, I have to get up and walk eight feet. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not an airtight story. I'll just get that out right now. There may be some holes here and there. One of the, as many, especially earlier episodes of New Girl, we had a real just opus of a story that once filmed was an hour and a half long. 
and then had to be cut down to 20 minutes. So there's like, you know, massive kind of like holes where if, if I'm there to watch it with you, I can be like, well, see, this would make more sense if you knew that blah, blah, blah happened, but we had to cut it for time. But since I can only do that, you know, a couple thousand times a year where I watch this episode with people, there's a lot of people <laughs> out there who just aren't, you know, probably getting it, but. You know, I do my no. best. Well, you know, I, I didn't I didn't notice any holes. I thought that I just thought that was a very interesting fact. Yes. You know, yes. one thing that I thought was cool about it um, were the the I guess the par- the parallels between Winston being inspired by Nick's drive, which is mm-hmm. very random and his ambition. And then Schmidt needing help from Jess to be cool. That's kind of like a complete swap. Yeah. Of, of Now, is that intentional or we just happen to find ourselves in this place? I think so, because we'd sort of done um, the opposite a fair amount. It seems well that, you know, the, where, where Jess is the is the like motivator and the like, come on, guys, let's do this. And that like Nick is the the anchor and that Winston is generally like very enthusiastic and kind of the, the initiator. Yeah. And switch, so I think it was kind of like a. Um, Again, this is all the fog of insomnia has robbed me of a lot of these uh, details, but oh yeah, <laughs> but um, I definitely, I'm just gonna say sure. That's what we totally intentional and a plus execution. I thought it really worked. I thought it definitely worked, especially when you watch <laughs> this show. When you when you watch the show, there's a lot of things that happen in the show, which sometimes I'll watch later and I go, was that intentional? Was that not intentional? If we find ourselves with Jess not having a job, but that's usually my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, um, the character swaps a lot of times I think is uh, pretty cool, especially when you go back and you watch it. Yeah. And, and when you go back and you go, oh my God, I didn't realize, for example, pranks was a Nick thing, you know, and it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear how we, how we come to it being a, a, a Winston thing. Um, let's talk about, let's go back a little bit. I do want to talk about, um, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, your Wi-Fi password. Being uh, the casual to me, that is a fantastic prank. Yes, it's a fantastic prank. Are you yourself a prankster? Is that something that you that you do? Now, I aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Like I think if I could change, like I, I think I have the brain of a prankster, but not the like uh, the um, follow through of it. Like I think yeah, I think the if there was if there was some sort of like service where I could just think of pranks and then mm-hmm. just then like hand them out to people who had the like follow through to go do them and to like and the sort of I'm very conflict averse to so the idea of like doing something that then someone maybe gets mad about is mm-hmm. horrifying to me or I can't keep a straight face so I'd be like laughing at me like there's, so so there's a lot of I have a lot of qualities that would make me a bad pranker but. Um, yeah, so I think I think I could I could maybe conceive of a few, but like that's you know that's the easiest part. It's it's the going and doing that really matters. I'm I'm not, I'm not that's not. yeah. No, no one's spending twelve hundred bucks on pranks. I'm not sawing down someone's shoe. An eighth of an inch. <laughs> yes, yes. We're not doing that. Yes. <laughs> um, we're gonna go and sell some diapers, but All when right. we come back, we are with Berkeley Johnson. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our show. And we are back. Berkeley, I, there, there's something that there's a segment on our show that Hannah Simone um, is usually in charge of. And I'm not sure if you've noticed. It's just you and I here today. It's just what? It's just bros 
with our dicks out, just talking and drinking. That's right. I just assumed Zoe and Hannah were going to jump in when they had anything to add and we weren't saying the perfect <laughs> things and that we just couldn't say the perfect things. So there's <laughs> no. no, there's, you know, they're just applauding with the, with their uh, computers muted. Yeah, they usually hold it together. But Zoe, Zoe is off on her private jet somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Hannah's kind of joyriding and cruising the friendly skies with her. So it's you and I today. But the segment that Hannah usually tackles is is called Where's the Bear? Yes. And we talk about that on this show all the time. Um, in fact, every episode. We don't know if that's a real thing. I don't think it's a real thing. Hannah swears it's a real thing. Is, is there a bear in every episode? Or is there a bear reference? Not not talking about the bear that's on the refrigerator in that mm. picture. Not talking about that one. But what do you think? Is that a real thing? I would. Th- I don't know, but I would think. Um, and I say this with like true like love for the entire, all the writers, everyone involved with the show. I have like but fond memories. Of everyone, but the the thought that we could for a hundred and forty whatever episodes like do something as consistent as like oh there needs to be a bear in every episode is like mm-hmm. it should also be like oh there's you know like we go to the moon in every episode like there's just no <laughs> way that there's no way that a detail like that was paid attention to and followed through on consistently. I mean, we couldn't get much more important things than that, right? So I can't believe we were like. At least the bears in there. But yeah. I would also love to be wrong. I would say there's probably more bears in more scenes of New Girl than there are in uh, most shows that take place in a non-bear environment. Uh, I do think I, at, I think at some point it just happened to happen. It happened to have happened. Mm-hmm. There's photos of bears on the refrigerator. There's one in Winston's room. Nick likes the Chicago bears. I don't. I mean, I don't Liz know. as is well-documented loves bears and I get it. Bears are very funny. There, there was someone in a, there was a guy in a, I'm going to say a guy could have been a lady could have been, it could have been no, or, or a non non-gendered. I don't know. There was, there mm-hmm. was maybe it wasn't even a person. I assume it was a person <laughs> in a bear costume at Liz and Alex's wedding, just wandering around. So that's the, really, yeah. I was um, there. I don't remember that. Yeah. Or was it you and you're just, you're just playing it? Um, the, uh, so there's a real love of bears there. So um, it, it, it would make sense. If there's, I would love for them to be one in every episode and to be proven wrong. I just, having been there and having been like a huge culprit of this myself, the, the idea that we had any sort of system in place to get everything, to get anything like right with any consistency is, yeah. Not how it felt. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I never thought it was a real thing, but for a long time, you would, I mean, there are quite a few, there are quite a few bear references. Mm. I just didn't know if it were every single episode, but I'm, I'm glad to hear it from you that you felt that you guys couldn't have pulled it together. And maybe <laughs> I'm drinking being... and partying you were doing in the writer's room. If, if only. <laughs> no drinking and partying. A lot of like 2 a.m., like, uh, what if Winston got a ceiling fan? Have we done that yet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff like that. Um, which is uh, it's it's a, it's a type of partying, yeah. m- musing on you know appliances you might acquire in a B story. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, my storyline is the idea that I feel like I'm gonna die, um, 
early and I want to have a job that I can feel good about. And so him working, I think at the time he's like an assistant or something at the, at the, mm-hmm. at the radio station. And he wants to get his own show. And he goes in and he gives this very impassioned plea, this speech, which is one of the, my favorite things about the show was whenever a, like a, an enraged or impassioned monologue was written mm-hmm. for me. I, mean, I, so, I had so much fun doing it. Um, was this based on anything? Is that, has this ever happened to you before where you have to walk into a room and just let everybody know what time it was? Has that ever happened? Um, have you seen it happen? I'm sure that it has, but I can certainly say it didn't like end with a good result. It wasn't like, <laughs> cut, and then cut to me telling my roommates, guess what? They loved it. I got the job. But no, you, I think, you know, you really sell it though. Yeah. You've got some great, uh, no, there's some, some great monologues throughout. I, a later episode of mine, you have one of my favorite things that I can only take partial credit for. Cause I remember Joe Wenger was helping me with it, but it's about when you look in the suggestion box of my life, you know what it says in there? It says, good job. And like, and you know who put it there? Me. And you know how I know? Because I recognize my handwriting. But again, it's not quite right. But uh, so funny. Well, still, I mean, you, so you're, you're responsible for, and I'm not sure if you knew this. Well, I actually am quite sure you knew this. The quotes that come out of this show, the things that fans post, the TikToks about our show. Um, is there anything that stands out? Is there any line that you're most proud of or you could always say yeah i wrote I, I wrote that shit you know when you see fans blasting it all over the place or is there anything that sticks out to you it's hard i mean you'll be shocked to learn i'm i'm uh i have a pretty light footprint on tiktok so i'm not exactly sure what's you know i watch your tiktoks what's lighting up the boards out there there <laughs> are and in coming on this podcast i was like i should probably think of one freaking memory to just be like here's the one and I really, there's so many and it's kind of like, I was there for like all seven seasons, which, mm-hmm. um, though it felt much longer. So it's kind of like, you know, what's your favorite memory from like college and your master's program or whatever. It's like, there's just like so many, like so many, mm. so much, it's hard to like isolate one. Well, I could tell you from, a- you tell me what it is and I'll agree with you. Well, I'm not going to tell you specifically, but I will tell you if you get on TikTok, they are everywhere. I can't, I'm tagged in all these things. And what's interesting about it is that the, the fans, when they tag you in it, they, the question is always the same. Did you improvise that or did someone write that? Mm -hmm. And I could tell you a majority of the time it's written. I mean, we improvise a lot on the show, but majority of the time, the silliness and the madness, and I've always said this comes from, which I think the greatest writers ever assembled. And I, and I genuinely mean that. Um, and, and you are one of them. And, you know, I just, I like extremely like, extremely like, ex, ex, like happy to have been a part of something like that with people who, cause then you're part of certain things where it doesn't go quite the way you thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But you guys together, it's like, it's, it was brilliant, man. We got, we got away with some really cool, shit on this show and you know and you're a reason for that well thanks i mean i i am really you're obviously a much bigger reason um not to get into a reason measuring contest <laughs> but uh no i um 
it was an amazing group. I mean, of writers. And there were a lot because people came. I mean, we were on for a long time. We made a lot of episodes and people came and went. And like every incarnation of the writers room was a really good yeah. group of people. And and you guys were great. The cast was amazing. And like it was a very bumpy ride at times. But like so much of the end result was, I think, really like and so much of the process, too. It was, it was a lot of fun. But but uh, yeah, it definitely like it was a f- really special to be a part of. And I also like it was funny because when I was there, I was just like, just enraged all the time about all the things we couldn't do, like, uh, blah, blah. and then mm-hmm. when I, you know, that was Fox. And then my next thing I worked on was at ABC. And I was like, I think I need to write the execs at Fox, like an apology letter for a bunch of things <laughs> I never said to them, but thought, because like we were doing whatever we wanted as long as we couldn't, we couldn't mention like a name brand and right. you know whatever but like otherwise they're like we don't understand what you're doing but like all right sure we got to do some really for a network that comes like really 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 weird stuff that that uh i found quite enjoyable and yeah. that is not the case uh many places yeah um so yeah it was in it was uh did you have as much freedom um on on any show after that or do you did you compare it and go man we got away with murder on new girl yeah, it was a little bit. I mean, my next job was after that was single parents, which was mm-hmm. kind of like a um, uh, new girl extension. And like so many of the same writers and, and yeah. stuff were involved. Um, and that was great. But it, and also there were kids in it. Like it was, it was obviously a much more like family yeah. sort of like uh, angled show. But but yeah, the the execs on that were much like more interested in stuff that I'm less interested in as opposed to like the stuff right. that, um, and which, and listen, they, I mean, they're, you know, they're running the world and I'm not, so I don't, I'm not saying they're wrong. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And girls five ever was very, um, I mean, that was because that was like over zoom, which is a whole different thing. Cause it was, Oof. you know, pandemic era. And that was, you know, a little, that was kookier, but it's also hard to get a feel for something, not hard, but when you're used to doing 22 episodes for like years and years, which is like such a, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, it's just, you know what the thing is in a way that's like sometimes helpful, sometimes kind of like soul crushing, but you, you, in compared to like with so much of TV now, which is, you know, eight episodes and you may not even be on set for the shoot. So you're just less kind of like, um, I guess you're, well, I guess I'm saying you're, you're less, you're less invested and less. It's harder for you to get angry at the execs for saying no to stuff. Cause you're not even really sure what's happening. You're kind of just like, well, here you right. go, boss. Good luck making yeah. this. And, and whereas <laughs> like when it's, when you're like, you know, on set and you're editing, you're, you know, sitting in on editing and you're right. You kind of just so much of your, of your, um, time and blood and sweat and stomach lining goes yeah, into oh something that, that then when they're like, I, as an actor, I got ulcers on the show. Yeah. Well, that was one of the, again, I said, we don't, I said we weren't good <laughs> about like setting goals and then like following through like with the bears. But with that, we did get together and we were like, let's really make sure we, every day we ask ourselves, are we giving Lamorne ulcers? The three and of them. Three. Oh, three. <laughs> wow. See, we were, we were just trying for two. So that's really, yeah. I've got to make some calls after this and let everyone know what a great job we did. (laughs) We really fucked them up. Yeah. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time to open up Schmidt's Sexy Mailbag, a segment brought to you by Hulu, where I answer a fan question. My favorite thing to do. I love answering fan questions. Please keep sending them. I love it. Hannah, all caps. I'm a huge fan of New Girl. I love the relationship between Jess and Cece. It reminds me a lot of my relationship with my bestie. I love hearing you and Zoe on the podcast. Oh, thanks. 
Obviously, you guys became friends while on the show and the connection was felt in the audition. But I was wondering if there was a moment when you realized Zoe would be a lifelong friend. For me, it was when my bestie told my ex off unprompted. She always makes me feel safe. Thank you for reading this letter. Daniel G. Hawaii. Wow. What was the moment I knew? You know, what's funny. It's actually in that audition. In that audition, I just flown back from shooting a show with um, the beautiful Katrina Balf, who, as we all know from Outlander, this was before Outlander. Um, we were shooting a show down in Chile and um, I flew back straight to the audition. I still had sand in my hair from shooting this desert scene down there. It's sand in my hair and raced in and did not look all glam. <laughs> I was supposed to look glam because I was supposed to be playing this model character named Cece. And I remember walking in to do the audition with Zoe and I made this joke um, or she made some compliment about, you know, uh, Chilean food. And I made a joke and she just laughed, like caught by surprise kind of laugh. And it was so genuine. And there's just that. And she kind of looked at me, you know, that's that thing when you can make someone laugh, like truly laugh um, that doesn't even know you that well to know that would make you laugh. And it's like my humor, which was very dry, sardonic humor. And that the fact that she got it and laughed. So I don't know, we just got each other in that moment. And that's like just true human chemistry where you're like, oh, you're going to be in my world. I'm keeping you in my world no matter what. And so it always was a little surreal that we got to play then best friends, um, knowing we would be really good friends. And then our best friendship grew over the you know near decade that we worked together and then have been sad ever since. And so we created this podcast so we could keep working together. <laughs> Any excuse to see each other. Um, yeah. Thanks for that question. That's so nice. I do have a question for you. There is a fan question. Okay. Um, from Samantha Ship. Samantha Whoa. Ship. She she asks, was Adam Brody's character on New Girl named after Berkeley Johnson? He played the role of Berkeley, Jess's boyfriend in season three, episode execs. Uh was I mean it, it wasn't named after me. I'm involved, like through no involvement of my own. In a sense where, like, as I said earlier, I was getting real into the, like, entertaining myself by just, like, giving characters, like, crazy names and trying to, you know, just sort of sneak them onto the show. And sometimes if, you're, if your episode is next to, is near another episode, you're kind of not involved with that other episode because you're so busy with your own stuff and they're so, like, you know, they're going into production one after each other. Mm -hmm. So I had very little to do with that episode. And, um... I think they were like, oh, we'll call this guy Berkeley because that'll piss Liz off because blah, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> and then Liz, in a very shrewd move, she saw it. She's like, oh, no, this is great. Leave this in. Fuck him. Leave, have him, leave Berkeley. <laughs> and so I got a call um, or I talked to well, from, from that room. They're like, we're so sorry we put your name in. We didn't think she was going to keep it. She's keeping it. And then next thing I knew it was um, it was uh, in. But what is fun is like on the call sheet and it's and my name is spelled strangely because my parents decided to make it hard for me oh. but it, they, they spelled it like that so then on the call sheet which i still have it's like it says like jess tells berkeley she doesn't love him and then it's like and then the next one's like berkeley <laughs> cries and begs for jess to come back so it's all it's, it felt, i felt very involved so they were fucking with you in a, in a yeah, so tell is it samantha ship? samantha ship it sounds samantha. like a name you made up because you wanted to ask this question but 
I didn't I didn't make that up. Samantha Ship is my assistant. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and, she, and she wanted to know. She's a huge fan. It is She's like I wonder. It is uh it it is um it, I, I am I guess I was involved. And I, I remember um this tells you like one zone kind of where like then Adam was on single parents mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, is it going to be weird? Again, is it going to be weird to be like, hey, I'm Berkeley? He'd be like, wait, I played Berkeley. And it's like, and then I, I'm like, this guy has no fucking memory that he like ever yeah. played someone in Berkeley. Like, who cares? He doesn't care. <laughs> I wonder like, if he did. Yeah, I could, I could have, you know, I, I could be like, my name's your name from the OC. And he'd be like, I don't really remember doing that. He's <laughs> like, where's my check? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if you know Adam Brody, you know that's how he gets down. Actually, I don't know that. Yeah. Um, he loves checks. He's a, he's a. Well, I would imagine so. Yeah. No I credit cards, that. checks only. <laughs> checks and money orders. We're going to dive into a segment in this show called Nick's Box. Okay. Nick's Box is brought to you by Hyundai. When it comes to your journey, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. Welcome back to the segment where we crawl in the back of Nick's closet. And we pull mm-hmm. out the memories that the cast and crew of New Girl have kept hidden for years. So let me ask you a question, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Who was sleeping with who in the writer's room? You know, I'm still kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you want to answer that Brett question. Dave. Brett and Dave. Brett and Dave. Duh. Yeah. Brett Dave, a regular old Bert and Ernie. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Brett and Dave. Um... What are some of you, now we talked about this a little bit ago, fond memories of mm-hmm. the show. Is there anything that sticks out, any story, anything that you always wanted to get off your chest, anybody that you wanted to heap praise on or heap, you know, non-praise on? Anything you want to say about your time at New Girl? I mean, there's so many that are, of course, um, totally leaving my Swiss cheese brain as we speak. Just something I thought of the other day, because amazingly it almost happened to me again, was that um, when we, this was an episode from season one, we were outside, it was freezing, there were all these heaters around. Um, one, this was the one where like, it was Martin Starr was in it, and Dermot, it doesn't matter, but basically... Mm-hmm one of the actors had like asked me for some sort of thing and I'd given a note and what, I don't know, something had happened. And then it's not, it was a guest cast member and she came up to me afterwards. Well, we moved on to a different scene and she, the, the camera was rolling and she was like, she was like, excuse me, excuse me. And I was like, I was like, no, it was great. You did great. Like, just assume it in my own, like, again, sleep deprived, but just <laughs> egotistical. I was like, well, clearly she wants to tell me like, hey, that was a great note. Thank you so much. I really <laughs> felt good. Or, or even be like, I didn't know, but I certainly thought it was going to be about like this note I just given that it unlocked her. And it was like, you know, I'm going to thank you when I, when I went an Oscar in 10 years or whatever. And, but I was like, also there's other take going. And she's like, I'm just sorry. I'm like, can we talk? And she's like, I just want to let you know your entire arm is on fire. And I like looked down at my jacket was like, cause I've been standing close to like one of these heaters. My like jacket had caught on fire and whoa. And then in a rare moment of coolness, I was like, I was not, not coolness. Like 
I was like, I know. And they just like patted it out, kind of like, <laughs> like, like, like this happens all the time in Hollywood. You, your arm oh. catches on fire. You just be cool about it. I don't know why you're making a big ruckus. But oh then as God. soon as it was like cut, I like ran to the part. We were shooting like outside of Dodger Stadium, like ran to the bathroom, like t- took off my jacket. It was like, I, ah, OK, I'm OK. <laughs> but, uh, so that's not really like a Nick's box memory so much. It's just something that came to me the other day. Um, that is definitely a Nick's box memory. Yeah. In fact, it might be. It might be the greatest one. It might. This we may have ended the Nick's box segments that might have been the greatest one thanks for bringing out nick's box hyundai remember from shopping to buying to owning hyundai has your back like our favorite memories taking a hyundai on your journey will keep you feeling safe and warm learn more at hyundaiusa.com i had to drop a deuce really bad in an episode Mm -hmm. and i was begging like begging someone to like call cut so i Mm -hmm. could go to the bathroom to do so. It was bad. It was, I I, I forgot what I had salsa or something else. And (laughs) people remind me of that often. Yeah. You almost, you almost burned like Michael Jackson did in that Pepsi video. Yeah. And no one talked about this. That's the, that's the double-edged sword of like, you know, being a writer versus being talent. Like everyone knows what you're up to, what what you're up to (laughs) good and bad with us. We just kind of like, you know, slip slip quietly through the night like you know doing great stuff and people are like eh, or like almost you know burning alive and be like yeah it's it's uh well yeah i can say uh i can say and i can speak for myself the rest of the cast and all the fans of new girl out there uh we are very very appreciative of all the great stuff that that you have brought to television my friend and to um i think the greatest show of all time New girl. I'm not just saying that because I'm on it. Well, mainly I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but I do want to say thank you, man. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for humoring me, even though my co-hosts yeah. um, bailed on me and ditched me. Um, but thank you. Thank you for being a part of this, man. Yeah. You tell them that if if I'm not a big enough draw... Uh, <laughs> since, since I, yeah. Since I no. have been that... You have to I've promise before. that you, you will not tell them that you had this shit story and then they wouldn't like, cause that was just for you and me because they're yeah. not here and they missed it. They definitely missed it. Yeah. They definitely missed it. Yeah. Um, I love you, man. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Love you too, man. It's great to see you. Have fun. You're in Calgary, correct? I'm in, I'm in Calgary. Yeah. All right. That's why I have this weird mustache. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Okay, folks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give a big round of applause to Berkeley Johnson for joining us today to help break down this episode. We truly do appreciate it. Now, make sure to go like and subscribe and also turn on your notifications and all that fun stuff. Send in your questions, comments and concerns. Go buy our merch. And as always, make sure to treat each other with kindness and love. Peace. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeReeder. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Welcome to our show.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.